0: Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Canata.
1: And I'm Margot Moss. We're at Ted's Frost Stop on Claiborne and Calhoun in Uptown New Orleans. Once a week, Ray and I meet here at Ted's and invite a member of New Orleans restaurant and food community to join us. And we invite them to bring along a plus one, a friend. We never know who this plus one is going to be. Sometimes it's a neighbor, a family member their dog walker, or fellow restaurant business colleague. In just a few moments, we'll be talking with our special guest, Daniel Esses. We're very excited to have him with us tonight on Mid-Menu Plus One. Daniel is the chef and co-owner of one of the most unique and enjoyable restaurants New Orleans has to offer, Three Muses. They combine stellar food, a rock and music scene, and delicious cocktails to create an experience that fills all that any local or visitors' hearts desires. Nice. So, uh, before he uh, comes over, we're, we're filling up a beer for him or root beer. I want to know uh, how your weekend, how your week has been, Ray. Haven't talked to you all week. Uh
0: you know, m- miss like most weeks a m- mix of mystery and mess. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the mystery was was good. I was in um, I was in Miami, just for 24 hours and got all kinds of great Cuban food, went to, they, they were showing our, our movie, you know, the Man Who Ate New Orleans, and
1: it was fun, and there was a
0: group called El Lector that was doing it, and it was about a Cuban tradition I wasn't aware of, where uh, when folks would roll cigars in Cuba, they would have someone who would be the lector, and El Lector would read for them, and a lot of them were literate anyway, I guess, at the time, and, and, but even if they weren't, they couldn't read while they were rolling, but they could listen. And so they would read Cervantes and Shakespeare in Spanish and all kinds of different things and Baltier thing, all kinds of stuff. And so it's a tradition of doing that. So this group gets together out of this Granada Presbyterian Church and they smoke cigars and they drink mojitos and they eat pig roasted over a fire, and it was great.
1: Wait, is this this is Miami, Florida? This is not Orleans. All right, all right.
0: I know. I'm talking about food outside New Orleans. Are we allowed to do that?
1: Absolutely.
0: People eat besides here. I know. Yes, I've learned. and not we as don't well. Have usually, not much
1: Cuban food. I'm interested. No,
0: not a lot of good Cuban. Not a lot of Cuban food in New Orleans. And I have a Cuban friend here. You know, you, as you know, there's there was an old Cuban community here. It's been here for a long time. Yeah. You t- you look at the uh, like the JFK conspiracy stuff. It's all centers around the Cuban community in New Orleans. There's that there's that um, the plaque on Poydras Street that uh, informs us that the Cuban flag first flew in New Orleans before anywhere else in the world?
1: I love that. See, it takes interesting
0: stuff like that. A
1: person moving here to educate a New Orleanian about I wouldn't I would not know that.
0: Well, I, you know me, I obsess about it's all the details great. about this too. I, I mean last week I was telling the Jersey City guy about Jersey City too. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a little I'm a little uh, crazy that way. But yeah, no, I mean, but this place is so much to celebrate. And Cuban the Cuban community here was great. I mean, they may or may not have killed JFK, but they're a great, but they're, but they're, <laughs> but they're a they're a great community, and it's but it's it's assimilated, I think, largely, and moved on, and so and forth, and so there's not a great food expression of the Cuban community. I mean, it's very good Cuban restaurants. Ramble is wonderful. You know, there's all kinds of good places. That's not even Cuban, is it? What,
1: what's that place in the CBD? Yes, uh, I
0: love that place. Um, oh. One of the first places I ate here. Now I'm drawing a blank uh, all of a sudden. It's
1: somebody's name. A bo- no, not a boreo. If
0: you say it, I'll know it. No, uh, yeah, li- li- Liborio. Is that Liborias? it?
1: Liborios?
0: Liber, Yeah, Liborias? it means freedom or something. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that, that place is great. I've been there a few times. I there's a few Cuban places here. And then you can get Cuban sandwiches in different places. And, of course, being New Orleans, uh, there's the creative take on it. So the purists don't like it. So my Cuban friend here uh, who grew up here doesn't like the way Cuban sandwiches are often done here. Did you tell but him
1: about Miami? I did. I in Miami? tagged
0: him right away, and he seemed impressed. Um, I'll, I'll talk to him about it more, more thoroughly when I see him on Sunday, but, um, so they're cooking this pig over coals in the backyard in a pit they've made and they would spin it around by, um, it's in between two pieces of metal, kind of like grills, uh, like grids. And then they would spin it around with ropes, and to keep it, and they did for hours and hours and hours. They still cooked it, and I wanted to ask them about it. That
1: soulful cooking.
0: Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, that was real passion that was going into it. And I went to talk to the two guys, and unfortunately, they're they're right here from Cuba. They got here within the last, I don't know how 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 recently, but they spoke absolutely no English (laughs) whatsoever. And I speak no Spanish whatsoever, so we weren't able to communicate other than pointing and grunting and smiling. But and booming
1: uh, and gnawing. Yes,
0: but the food and they had crackling at the end, and, and you know from the, with the from the pig, and it was just awesome to gnaw on. And the mojitos made the pig taste better, and the pig made the mojitos better, <laughs> and the cigars, and it's just absolutely wonderful. And I went to another Cuban place after church too; It was great. Oh, and in between the two, I went to church twice on Sunday, and in between the two church services, they had uh, Cafe Con Leche, and I had six cups in a half hour and i'm not (laughs) exaggerating and i would have had eight or ten or twelve but they ran out but i had all they had all i could drink i had and then i had another one at lunch and it was absolutely wonderful best church coffee i've ever had in my life how do you say it uh i don't know how to say it correctly Uh, somebody help me here but it's cafe con leche i guess it's cafe with milk so you think of it as like cafe au lait but it's different they used they used um evaporated milk i guess in it so it's a little sweeter and i watched her making in the kitchen before and she was cooking on the stove the coffee and it was just really it well, was our, great
1: our guest daniel is uh, here so why don't we ask him about cafe leche do you know cafe anybody? con leche
0: yeah that sounds a little more authentic
1: <laughs> <laughs> cafe con leche cafe con wonderful. leche you've had
0: more than 6 cups of cafe well, con I'm leche cuban, probably so i don't oh, that. didn't even know that that's totally <laughs> accidental
1: wow that's great <laughs> well
2: my father's cuban I'm all right sorry. have you been Therefore, have you been there i have not i'm not allowed to go to that country, as long as Fidel is still uh, in uh, power,
0: you're not allowed by your family, or uh,
2: apparently there's a list, a black list of uh, people who are not who, will be incarcerated, and my family's li- name is on that list. That's, wow, that's that's what the family
0: says. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I, I was never allowed. I it. want to believe it.
1: Uh, yeah, because I can't mm. imagine they just wouldn't want you to travel. We had well. an East German.
0: We had an East German on the show last week. And I was wanting her to tell us all kinds of stories about the Stasi, how terrible they were. And she's uh-huh. like, "Nah, they're okay. But, but Castro's not okay, <laughs> yeah. right? He's, he's pretty bad, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it depends who you talk to, I guess.
2: But in my family, he's, he's evil incarnate. Yeah. yeah. But, but my, my uncle, when I visited him in Mexico City, and I told him I wanted to go to, to, to Cuba, he's like, oh, no, you can't go. You will be thrown in jail right away. Huh. It's like your father, he was not a nice man to the Castro regime. But all he did really was start synagogues and they would close them down and then he would start them up again. So it was the religious Your end of it. Your
1: father started, was part That's, of...
2: Yeah, he was in a youth group, a youth movement, like a Zionist youth movement and they were trying to, they weren't into the whole like, um, you know, uh, religion is the opiate of the masses kind of thing, you know. he So he was, trash, he was just being a, pain, a, a um, you know, a, a thorn in Castro's side. And so it's, you know, folklore really. You know, I don't think, I would be thrown in jail.
0: but, but You I don't wasn't want e- to find out, wasn't It's not worth the I mean, gamble. I wasn't even allowed to wear I mean, I'm guessing the Havana, like Cuban jails mm-hmm. are probably not the, the, the no. greatest lifestyle. I mean, to be a citizen in Cuba these days is yeah. probably not the highest standard of living. So the, the, the jails are not the best, I bet.
1: <laughs> well, no. do they have Especially Jewish the delis in Cuba? Do you think? <laughs> I mean, if they started so. the... Uh, they
2: eat mostly ham in Cuba. So <laughs> there's no beef or...
0: That's what I learned this. Yeah. W- that's what I learned in Miami yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. All I ate was pig. It's pig, pig, yeah. and pig. Loved it. They even eat pig blood yeah. um, popsicles yeah. too, right? Like that's I like don't, a I don't that's know. a refreshing I don't thing know, in this. I don't, know. I don't
2: know much about Cuban cuisine because my family uh, in Mexico City they eat mostly Sephardic Jewish cuisine.
0: Oh, so
2: um, they don't eat the authentic food because it's all pig. So,
1: um, so your family Sephardic Jewish. Yeah. that means. Not uh, from Spain, Spain. Uh, it, Morocco. Technically speaking, and, right.
2: depend, you know, if you talk to purists, it means you're from Spain. If huh. your family's not from Spain, you're not Sephardic. I had a, 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 someone tell me that once, and I was like, whatever. I, if I'm Sefa- I say I'm Sephardic, I'm Sephardic. My right. fa- There's no Sephardic
0: police around? No. no. <laughs> it,
2: it's basically anyone <laughs> from Spain or uh, the Middle East. Well, I know this in um, like America Syria. only about
0: ten percent of Jews are Sephardic ninety percent are Ashkenazi makes sense but globally, I think it's almost fifty fifty like in Israel it's yeah. much more sephardic than than here
2: i would i would i would think so um i mean my family trip, my right. family came from uh my father's side came from Syria and then went from Syria to Cuba and then from Syria to israel right so it just depends on uh you know
1: so did you grow up um, with strong religious or cultural background from your parents?
2: Yeah, both. I mean, they're not the most observant people um, in the religion, but, you know, it was spiritual and cultural. We went to a Jewish school my whole life till college. You know, my high school was 100. I graduated in the clo The school was 104. My class was 11. And then wow. I went to college where it was 30,000.
0: <laughs> well, That's a big deal. where did you go to
2: high school? I went to high school, at a place called Westchester Hebrew High School in Marinette, New York. Ah, okay. I'm so, from. I, I grew up in Staten Island mostly, okay. and then Staten in the Island? After that.
0: Yeah. So, oh, come on. <laughs> did you? So you grew up in New York?
2: Yeah, I grew up in New York, uh, in in the Bronx, the boogie down. All right. But the Jewish part of it, the the, the Riverdale, we it was a section oh. of, of the Bronx, just on top of the hill. It it wanted us to secede from um, the Bronx. As as often as possible, they wanted to to join Westchester. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say it's the north part of the Bronx, yeah. right? Northern. Yeah, my Northern Jewish Northern. side of the family lived in uh, Cretona Park, which is in the south. You know. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not
1: sure if you know, but Ray is a uh, Presbyterian minister.
0: minister. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I did not know that.
1: And he's eaten at over 700 restaurants in New Orleans.
2: Oh, he! You're the guy. I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you eat at Three Muses then? I did. I loved okay. it. Yeah, right, yeah I'm sure I right. put it on.
0: Uh, put it on uh, I put on Urban Square. I read about you, know. you.
2: You're famous. Well, <laughs> not as famous as you, but <laughs> I mean,
0: and, and you're famous for doing something. I'm famous yeah. for just like eating. I just well, show up and eat. Anybody can eat. Yeah. That's I just true. like compulsive. That's did you? All so did you actually eat in every restaurant in the city? Yeah, I think I did. I mean, I ate it. I ate it every single. Well, it depends. I ate it yeah. every single restaurant that's a restaurant including right. dives you know okay. wing shacks and everything the the problem came when you have like bars do you count every bar that has a burger? right what about like a like, well, a, like a like a gross like a
2: corner store
0: like no a, not a corner store unless it has an extensive menu you know if it has a big menu if it right. had more than one sheet of paper of a menu right. then i i tried to get but it's that's where it gets a little fuzzy like the corner stores the coffee shops mm-hmm. and the bars did, i don't think i ate it every Did single you ever day. get sick? I mean oh, come yeah, on, I get tell sick. me the truth yeah, no, I definitely got sick. Food poisoning. Oh, overeating
1: or food poisoning? Well, poison?
0: from both. I would have three or four lunches at a time sometimes because oh, wow. I would, <laughs> I would well, you know, for example, I would, it's not about me. We've got to get back to you, but since yeah. you asked, um, <laughs> we, uh, like, like we would go, like I don't drive anymore. We, so I'd get a ride with somebody. We'd go up to um, New Orleans East, and I'd have the goal of eating at a Vietnamese place for lunch with them. And then once I got there, you know, a little small place that maybe wasn't listed somewhere that I found out about And once I got there, I would notice, like, three or four other places that weren't listed in Yelp or Urban Spoon. They might have even had a phone line. You know, they weren't made in the list yet. And I didn't know about them. Well, I'd have to eat there now. And I know I was going to get back up there for a week or two. So might as well eat them now. So I'd eat, like, three or four lunches at a time if my buddy could could uh, accommodate that so you know and a, you know and so yeah i put on 40 pounds in a year and a half but wow. uh, then uh yeah it was, grant knows this he's he's he, he's he watched the transformation right happen before his eyes oh, that's sweet. it was like robert de niro and bull except for without the talent and looks and money it was just right. just the fat <laughs> but uh, but yeah i know i remember that my wife i remember my first meal at three muses i ate there several times but um one was um with my wife uh, on a date when you first opened up cool then i took people back had a visitor from Baltimore. I took he he and his um, his two daughters there. We had some food there and watched Glenn David Andrew right oh before yeah. he got in trouble, and it was <laughs> awesome. And uh, yeah, had several memorable meals and food. Food is wonderful. Good.
1: Um, getting back to your parents. Yeah. And were they supportive of you going into the food industry? My, Did they my cook mo- a lot, or?
2: Well, my mother always cooked, but you know she grew up. You know, with a, a mother who did everything, you know, Eastern European, you know, uh, Russian mom who, you know, you don't go out and buy it if you can make it. And so she grew up making, you know, all the food. I mean, she, my mom, I, I didn't realize till later, wasn't really that good of a cook. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody realizes that about their mom, though. I realized there were so many things I didn't so eat up, as a yeah. kid, and I realized why I didn't like it because of how it was prepared. But, you know, food was all over, you know. Were um, you house. just eating, like,
0: borscht every meal or something no, like that? No, it? no, no. You know, it was
2: pot roast. You know, we even made a roast con pollo, you know, because oh, wow. my father taught her how to make it. You know, she would try different things, but... Um, where was she from? She's from the Bronx, born and raised. Oh, but her, but her parents were are from the Ukraine.
0: The Ukraine. Oh, that's where my my side was from. Yeah. They're from Elizabeth Grad was the place, but... Uh, they,
2: I always tell people, yeah. you know, to describe how, where my parents' side, of the, my mom's side of the family came from. It's like, have you seen Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah, that little town that's called a shtetl. That's yeah. where my, that's where I come from. That's my heritage. You know, my f- side of the family was the um, what they call the shochet, so they killed and slaughtered the animals right. uh, in kosher style. Right, right. And that was where they it's came. It's like a from. sacred butcher. Yeah. And yeah. Now my grandma was a, apparently I, she passed away when I was three, so I didn't really get to know her. But she was an amazing cook. You know, she made marmalades, jams. She made a great strudel, which I never got to taste. So she was a great cook, so I think it skipped a generation and went to me uh-huh. Uh-huh. um and you know uh so I mean food was i wouldn't say an amazing part of my life as a kid I was always into it um but when I decided to to go into that field my my mom was supportive of me my father didn't quite understand it, but he Why he's always that? well he just wasn't really like he was just always busy in his in his life and his work, so he didn't really like. He didn't even know I was cooking professionally until like, it was six or seven years into my cooking professionally, what? where my I cooked a kosher meal for my parents for their anniversary—a duck risotto, everything that they would normally not get at a, you know kosher restaurant—and my my father said to my mom after I left, he's like, "Wow, that was really good. He should cook for a living." <laughs> my mom hits him in the gut and says, "Where the hell have you been? He's been cooking for six years."
0: I'll, I don't. I not don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be offensive with this, but did, was it not the case that your dad ever asked what you he, did for a living? He knew, but it wasn't
2: he just didn't pay attention? He was so, so like. What you think you were doing? He's he like didn't... an idiot savant, you know. Like they're, they're really wow. smart, but they don't pay attention. So what did, do, things... what did he do for a living? He's a doctor. He's a
0: doctor. you Know what his dad did? What his son did for a he living? Knew, for six he knew. He. So. I don't wow. think
2: he really fully understood. I told okay. him when I when I took a job, my first cooking job, it was like seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour in Arizona. And I had just gone, I just graduated from Temple University with a finance oh, right, right. degree. Right in Philadelphia. And finance. A year after, waiting tables, I decided I was going to be a chef somewhere and learn how to do it. And um, I wanted to get out of New York because I ha- hate freezing. And so I was like, I'm going somewhere hot. I got a friend in Arizona. She got me the job. I told my dad, I'm moving to Arizona. I've got a job. How much does it pay? It pays $7.25 an hour. He's like, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, that's what it takes. You got to put in your dues. I'll get more money eventually. And my mom knew it. She supported me. Whenever I needed money, she would send me money. And my dad was like, well, I don't know what he's doing, but I'm sure, you know, whatever. He's doing something with his life. And, and you know, my mom was the one that was always really there for me. You know, when I was in France working, she sent me money when I was broke. You know, she just always stuck by in my father. So you went goes, from Arizona to France. No, oh, this, this there's years something later. In between. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a big. Job. I was like a traveling chef guy that just moved around a lot because I got bored with the city or needed more experience somewhere else. that kind of.
1: Well, I wanted to know what was your the first job in Tucson.
2: It was at for a seven twenty-five an it hour. It was at Canyon Ranch.
1: Your first job was at the Canyon Ranch. Canyon That's Ranch, a health spa resort, right? spa
2: resort. yeah. Huh. We cooked really bad food for really rich people.
1: Huh. <laughs> really bad food? Wasn't <laughs> now, why a, did the rich people Dr. tolerate the bad food?
2: They thought it was good for themselves, and it was healthy because it was low oh. in fat. You know, it was so a it was philosophy back no then. It was philosophy in the, in, the, in, the, in the mid-'90s, just reduce the fat and the calories, and you'll be okay. Right, right. And it didn't matter about it. was about pre-Atkins. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just kind of, you know, the the, the philosophy of the owners, the I forget their family name, but um, Mel's guy's name, he, the employee kitchen was called Mel's Diner. Oh, I was <laughs> just gonna say,
0: Mel's Diner was set yeah. out there, wasn't it? Where yeah. was that
2: set? That was in Arizona somewhere. That was in
0: Arizona. I think it was Phoenix, maybe. But Flo was not at your place no No, she wasn't, and there were
2: no grants to kiss.
1: No, my parents went to, uh, the. that's how I found out about college. I went to University of Arizona. My parents went one time to the fat farm, Canyon Ranch. And uh, my dad, Did it uh, work? no, my dad course, would sneak off fat, in the but, middle of the yeah. night. There was a steakhouse called the tack room. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he would not lose any weight and he would get a cab down yeah. to the tack room. and.
0: Oh, right, so you suffer through bad food. Right? Well, he didn't you suffer s-
1: very long. Right,
0: but then you pay all this money, and then you, he ends up going out anyway. Yeah, but
1: you know that's what a wi- his wife made him go and.
0: Oh.
2: We had we had this wow. we had this. We need um, to have a whole show on you, Margaret. We had this one that guy that I, I always like to tell stories about. Um, we had this pasta bar out in the, the, the dining room where they always send, you know. Cooks, you know, they want to get out of the kitchen to, to work the pasta bar. And it was basically, you know, you, you, you have two different kinds of pastas, two different kinds of sauces, and you had like uh, 20 different vegetables to, um, to, to choose from. So we had a, a we thought he was a, a Saudi prince, right? <laughs> He's this big fat guy. And he'd come in and he would, he would like, okay, can I have some of that? Some more, some more, some more. So he'd clean you out of all of your stuff completely clean you out and the people behind you behind him got nothing then i found out he was just a cousin of a prince and he wasn't really a prince so they i got a lot like, of princes though so i was like you know what screw this guy he i would see him in the line i would put away all of my stuff and he would come up and say can i have some more was like, no i'm sorry that's what i have and he would take it all, and then the people behind him would be like, oh, you're out. It's like, uh-uh. That could cause and a I would, riot. I would pull everything out from underneath the counter and be like, I got it. And they all laugh because they've seen this guy because you're there for a week. You can't, you're Ranch, you're there no, usually protein, for a week. No, protein
1: probably too. They were brain. We had protein. <laughs> we
2: had turkey was real popular. It was turkey with cranberry and, and sweet potato, mashed potato, um, was real popular. Uh, we had shrimp with like... But all with know.
1: no flavor, right? Because it wasn't popular. It was fat-free.
2: Fat we, we thickened a lot of our sauces with, like, uh, cornstarch uh, um, slurries. Um, it's changed a lot since I worked there. Um, and it's I've seen this the, the cookbook that they put out a couple of years ago, and, and it looks a lot nicer than the food I was cooking. Uh. The food I was so cooking was just devoid So that was, was not inspiring for you. No, but it, was, it got my feet wet. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was like, all right, cool. I, let me move on. And I got a job in an Italian restaurant. For a couple months until I decided to leave Tucson, and that was like the busiest restaurant in the city, and one of the best Italian food that I've ever eaten. Really, best asabuco I've ever had. It was awesome. Um, It was it was simple Italian. wasn't like it wasn't classic Southern Italian, but I don't not sure where his family was from, but it was just like risotto, some pastas, asabuco, other stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to remember. We had a pizza, but it was it was unusual italian like you would like it's italian and it's kind of like what i've taken from it it's a it's kind of technique and ingredients but it's not specific italian dish except for like asabuco his chicken meatballs were outstanding Uh, and i try to emulate them all the time and and he doesn't he never taught you he never would teach you how to make his asabuco because it was a secret but i watched him make it but i still it's still not
0: not as good (laughs) Right. We're going to have to freeze the chronology at 1998 or wherever we are at this point. And, uh, 97. And 1997. That close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and introduce your plus one. Okay. He's here. Who, who are you? Hey, I'm Nathaniel. All right. Tell us who Nathaniel is.
2: Well, Nathaniel is the uh, a good buddy of mine, first and foremost. Um, and yeah. uh, he's the uh, chef-owner of Boucherie. Yeah. Ah. So, well, that's who you were. And uh, Q-Crawl a and... Everything and uh, we've known each other since 05, um, 04, uh, right? Yeah, right the before, year before Katrina. Katrina. Yeah. Um, he worked I, with th- me at. I was uh, the sous chef. That's right. Don't ever forget oh. that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How could I, I ever forget that? <laughs> we, sometimes we forget
1: to ask why people bring their plus one, but yeah. I see. It's a, a,
3: it's a love relationship that we have. Yes, I've tried to keep him.
2: He, his head is so big right now, I've tried to <laughs> remind him where <laughs> he came from. I just need a haircut is all. <laughs> <laughs> all of my all of my um, uh, people who've worked under me have have gone on bigger and better things than me and have left me in the dark, and I just want them to remember where they came from. <laughs> what other what, what disciples have you had that have made it? Uh, well, I guess really the only one I could say would be a Justin. Justin. Justin Devilliers, chef-owner oh, chef of La yeah, Petite right.
0: Grocery. wonderful, <laughs> yeah.
2: I wouldn't say Disciple. They they worked for me. Okay. I wouldn't say Disciple, because <laughs> I'll get in big trouble for that. Um, no, um, who else? Oh, um, Adam. Uh, uh, I forget Adam's last name. He worked for me, and he's a, a huge success in Atlanta. Who is that? The craft. That? At, um, uh, friends of Justin. Adam Evans. He's a Thank huge, you. he's a huge, he worked for me for a few months, too.
0: Um, what makes you success in, in Atlanta? He works at Applebee's or something?
2: No, he moved to, he, he moved to New York. Chilis. Chilis. No, man, this guy's, he, yeah, he worked, he oh, worked, now we just he worked for, he, he went that to New York, He worked, worked with Tom Calicchio at Kraft, gained a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, and and he's, he climbed up the ladder, and now he's running a great restaurant in, in Atlanta. All right. So he can um, put on his resume. I wouldn't say... Daniel and Tom. I wouldn't say he... he Mentors. I wouldn't say he even remembers working for me. I'm just All thinking right. of people that have All done right. really well that have worked for me at one point of time. Seriously, is that... <laughs>
1: uh, how does that feel? To I mean, it must be part of y'all's drive to... It's not just about you mm-hmm. and your food, right? It's about the people. Your you your legacy, work with and and <laughs> huh?
2: It's your legacy, you know, in the sense that, like, it's you about making people happy. Th- no, it's not. It's about <laughs> 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 we all do it for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I would say, uh, it's it, it. I think it. I think Nathaniel would agree that it would probably make you feel really good when someone that worked for you for even a couple months or or a couple years have gone and become really successful certainly does certainly does you know and and you know one of the things that a lot of people and i'm not saying this to nathaniel specifically but i think i think a lot of people like they see like things on a menu and they're like hey this cook took that from you and 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 they stole your ideas it's like it's not like that at all people work for people to gain experience and bring it on their menu and it's their item once it leaves and it, it's in their head, it's theirs at that point. And so I've, I look at whenever I see a dish that anybody who's worked with me has on their menu, I take that more as a compliment rather than they stole it. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, everything's been done. Yeah, my, my mentor, he, he said,
3: um, he, when asked, uh, he, he, was, he was the person who taught me how to make collard greens. And, and that is the one thing I would say that I make better than everybody else. Um, wow. I would, ag- I would agree. I love collard greens too. You've got to try What is your mentor? Shane Ingram from Forsco Restaurant in Durham, North Carolina. Um, But he said, uh, when asked, he happily gave out the recipe and he said, Well, you know, I'm confident because I'll give you the recipe that I use, and when you recreate it and it's not as good,
0: you'll still come back. (laughs) (laughs) True deck. All right, well, if, if, if we can be permitted to commit the sin, we're going to skip over Provence for a second. And I know you spent time there and New York. Let's, let's fast forward for a second. Maybe we can go back, but to 2004, 2005, when the two of you meet. So, what was it like working I w- together? I was working at Stella, and I was uh, wow. about to end my tenure there. And um,
3: Justin, <clears throat> Justin Devillier, was like, Well, uh, if you're looking for a job, you should go work for Dan at the Bank Cafe. Um, and I said, really? He goes, yeah, he's he's a good guy. I think you guys will really get along. I went and I met him and, and, uh, we certainly got along very well. We're friends to this day. And how long um, did you work together? We worked up until the storm. So about five months, something like that. Something like that. And, um, he got, (laughs) after we evacuated, he, he evacuated back to New York. I went back to North Carolina and, um, He got into a legendary fight at a bar with the owner of the restaurant, Alex, and um, the very next day, I got a phone call from Alex trying to, being like, hey, you know, hey, Nathaniel, how's it going? Just really excited to let you know that I want you to run my restaurant, and and I was like, do you think I haven't heard from Dan already? Are you kidding me? You You heard all the way down
0: in North Carolina? You you heard heard about about We spoke. Like the next day?
3: Yeah, and it it was a very short period of time, uh, and he, and I, I. was as blunt as could be and said, "I don't work. For, I, I wasn't there to work for you. I was there to work for Dan, and so okay. of course I would uh, not be interested in that job. Thank you very much. But then you came back because you started Boucherie by what 2007 or so, 2008. Because I remember uh, I
0: went to Iris there before. Right. And I, and I remember when you when you came in. I,
3: I when I, I came back after the storm and um, I began working on my business plan and, and having a purple truck made which yeah. is the Q-Crawl, oh, right. the big purple yeah. barbecue truck. That uh, I picked up August 1st, 2006. Okay. and um, We met in New York on your way down. With yes, the I drove. You were the first person I showed it to, yeah. actually. Oh, where'd you get the truck? In Manchester, Connecticut. I had it built in Connecticut. And I had it, I had this, I, I bought this step van and I had it outfitted and I had it painted purple. And everybody in rural Connecticut thought I was quite <laughs> the fancy boy. And, and I'm like, yeah. no, you guys have to understand. This is purple. Indeed. I was like, no, this is purple. This is New Orleans. This yeah. is gonna this is gonna go out like gangbusters. And yeah. And uh yeah, I was the guy the guy changed he had my radio stations I have like, pre-program some radio stations for you for your drive down country music i assume that's <laughs> what you like <laughs> i'm like well you know uh thanks guy <laughs> yep. we and met in
2: washington heights i remember ah. yeah that oh, uh, was fun driving into the city <laughs> with that guy <laughs>
3: but uh, we were talking on the phone i was like you oh, gotta you see to this hat in that truck oh i had no choice Wow. Yeah. But I wanted him to see it. I didn't and, like and driving on my Ford Focus through Manhattan <laughs> when I was up there. Might I, might I add that I can parallel park that big, beautiful purple truck. In yeah. New York? Anywhere you ask. All right. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> huh.
1: can, can I um, get back to the fight? Oh, yeah. Uh, what, Why, how do we skip over about? that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. What,
3: what are we fighting about here? Uh, no, not us. No, 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 no. Uh, With Alex. Alex. No, Alex. No, not
1: y'all. Now Alex isn't that's,
0: here. that. That's, right. that's, that's not my story. This is only one side of the story. Alex isn't here. That and that we're not going to ask, ask you to say anything you feel uncomfortable about revealing. Oh, part. no. It's was simple. Was this a fist fight? or Oh, no. It was It
2: was horrible. The thing about it is like when Alex hired me, he's like, "I, I know you chef types get real hot, heavy, and... And we'll argue, and I don't care. You can bring it on. I'm a lawyer. I don't mind fighting. So anything you say is never going to bother me. And we, sure enough, we we fought a lot in the restaurant. A and lot. Dan, you're quite the hot character. Is that? Is a lawyer. Lawyer. I, and and okay, I was a lot. Okay, let bad. me get back to that. Yeah, I was a lot hotter. I was a lot hotter back then too. You've mellowed. I, I've, I've never mellowed seen out. him
3: throw a pan at the wall or anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, at with Alex, you yeah. just like no, never he left at the room. room. Okay, Sorry. As <laughs> before you, a pan. He hears the crash, right? I threw a lot of stuff and I punched a lot of things. Oh! I, I, I just was all wound up, <laughs> and I just get real. And it's just it's like it, the pressure on on performing every day and everything to be perfect every time it goes out. It's just a lot to, for some people to deal with, and for me, it's just so intense. And I get so intense where I, I just I get round up, wild up, and then when I'm hungry, I can't control it.
3: He does. he. he, he, he w- have you guys seen that commercial where, where the person turns into Betty White or something? <laughs> and he gets yeah. really aggressive. And he's like,
2: screw you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, thank
3: you. And, and that's it, that's definitely like that. It's, it's like the Snickers commercial or yeah. something. And I'm like, that's Dan, me. I think it's time you need to eat the Snickers my, bar. You seem so <laughs>
1: laid back he's, now. Is he, he's have calmed you down changed? a lot in the
0: past few uh, years. I,
1: I, I, and uh, what have I have down. calmed down. He's married. I'm still... That, I'm s- that, that's, That's the love of
0: a good woman. Oh no, that doesn't surprise mm. me a
1: bit. I can see a You're intense. I can,
2: st- I can, I can <laughs> still get, I still get real. I can still, you know, lose it. Real, you know, I'm not going to lie. But I, I've calmed down a, lo- a lot more, and I always apologize when oh, I no, was way out of they line. Never got, they never got
3: angry with each other, right. which I was actually shocked about, to be quite frank.
2: Well, but don't do you? Were you there? Were you there when he he? Look, all right, this, this happened one day. He's a piece of work, mind you. This, this is This, this is, is a the person we're talking This is the person we're talking I'll about. I'll tell you about the fight. The and he, he, we had a bar, we, we would serve staff meal at a certain time. And the bartender was, had, had a lot of customers, and she couldn't leave the kitchen, the, the bar, to, to eat staff meal. And so she's also a friend of mine, and she's like, Dan, I'm really hungry. I, I wasn't there for staff meal. I was like, all right, I'll whip you up some French fries and some hanger steak scraps that I, I can't serve anyway. So I'll give it to you. I gave it to her. She ate it. Alex saw it, freaks out, and says, I told you that servers cannot eat uh, past, you know, so-and-so-and-so-and-so time, like 6 o'clock. They can't eat. And I was like, you never said that. And, you know, and she's like this. And she's like, I said that. I was like, no, you never said that. We went back and forth. I leave the kitchen to go talk to a table. He comes, he, behind my back, takes Follows a Sharpie it? marker and writes on the wall. Servers. A Sharpie? Servers <laughs> cannot. On the wall? Servers can. Not a chalkboard. No, no, on the wall. Servers cannot eat past six o'clock, no exceptions. So I wrote, uh, "Can I can I curse on this station?" Absolutely. So I wrote, Margo prefers it." I wrote, I wrote it. "Fuck." <laughs> I wrote, "Fuck better. you." And so he sees that, and while I'm out at the table, uh, uh, at the dining room talking to a table, he takes my knife and cuts a hole the size of a head. <laughs> and every every day after that, like, all through my wall, through, through the drywall. He cuts through the drywall. Cuts a hole with where like I said, your nice knife. You, with a nice, my nice knife and cuts a hole. And then every day I have to live with all of my purveyors. What happened to the wall? Why is there a <laughs> hole in the wall? So it and just and says and you say now. It says hole you. And, yeah, and then, yeah, and then I would hear from friends, oh, I heard you have a hole in the wall. How'd you hear that? Oh, well, the driver from so-and-so company told me there's a <laughs> hole in the wall and you, that your boss did it. This is the person we're talking about.
3: Yeah, he is he's not winning any awards, I, I'll tell you. He's any. a major fucking asshole.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So his, right. nickname, his
3: nickname was The Gun, and there were, you know, he was, he was a little, he little show happy. No, he, 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 like he was yeah. a lawyer that
2: had too much money. Too I thought it was his money. mom that had too much money. He, he, it's family money.
1: Now, is that unique to New Orleans that uh, a lot of non-restaurant, not at, Not at all.
3: Not at all. All these people want to, you know. It's, there's the glamour. There's the Food Network. You know. There's yeah. this desire to be a part of this fun. You know. You come. You go to a restaurant that's that's hopping and it's there's it's a party. You know. Yeah. It's an exciting thing and it seems like oh well, looks like they're just having fun. Oh, they're having a glass of wine with yeah. the with the table. They mu- it's easy. It's right? ego too. And and it's just oh. it's really it's a real job. Yeah. I I mean I always suggest to people that they don't cook. You know. This is not. This is a disease. This is like an addiction. <laughs> I, I, I would never recommend anybody to work 100 hours a week. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I worked 100 hours a week for almost four years straight, and it screwed up a lot of my life, and it really did. And you know, I mean, what are you going to do? This is what I do. This is my life. And who you I
2: am. That's
1: Eventually, you stop. That's why we kind of we have this show, though, because I really think your lives are fascinating. Yes. And. I, I, I Something love eating. Or other. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's not uh, crazy, or you know, y'all are cuckoo for being in that industry, but it is fascinating. You it, it, you <laughs> We're a little cuckoo. The heat,
2: the heat in the kitchen does fry your brain after a while.
1: Oh, you think that's it? For real? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you're it's so hot into in there. It. Oh, are, right. It's like the moth into the flame into right it. there. Yeah. 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 That may just keep you affect you as you <laughs> keep the nerves <laughs> at the level that they are at <laughs> yeah
3: yeah no I'll tell you I'm, I'm content I'm very happy I I wouldn't have changed anything that I did well I would maybe but not in my f- professional you'd uh, still life. be you'd
2: still cook for a I'd living. still be doing what I'm yeah. doing um yeah
3: you know I think it you, you you do forget uh what goes on around you a little bit and and that can you can mm-hmm. come out of that sometimes and I came out of that not too long ago uh I'd say a couple of years ago when I stopped working 100 hours a week, and I realized, oh, I don't have to come into work before noon. You know, right. oh, maybe I could actually wake up and not wake up exhausted and go straight to work and then
1: come That's home crazy and talk.
3: probably go to the bar uh, or, you know, not do what normal people do. Well, you um, had a little pause, right? I mean, you had, that, I did, you and that, had an injury, that would probably be a that break injury. That, right? that reminded me that life is... <laughs> forced you into a uh, break, right? That, that would be potentially the break that I, I spoke of. That reminded me that, you know, hey, this is not all that there is in this yeah, world.
0: Right. Um, and that's, but then uh, you came back. I mean, a lot of folks probably thought that might have I came back you quick, too. Um, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I heard stories. Of, you know, Adrian's a good friend of mine. Right on, yeah. And, uh, you um, know, Adrian talked about, like, she'd look over and you'd be... You know, you'd be bleeding a little bit. And it's <laughs> like, uh, maybe you need to yeah, get off I'm your feet a for a few stubborn.
3: minutes. I'm a little stubborn. A little stubborn. Uh, yeah. But I, I think I'm I'm out of that. I'm out of the clear. I'm in the clear. And um, you look healthy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is, this, yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've put on some pounds recently. And that's a positive thing because I haven't been able to uh, keep weight on recently. And uh, I'm finally starting to be able to. Um, but I'm very lucky. And, and, you know, I love what we do.
1: Well, um, I, I, I know people have n- locally know, but for people uh, that are listening to our show for the first time, do you mind sharing about uh, Yeah, I got what into a happened? car
3: accident. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's okay, a euphemism. If, yeah. There was a car involved, yes, that's <laughs> well, true. Whoa, well, whoa, that
3: was a whole other story, buddy. <laughs> we don't need to bring that one up. Uh, that was um, a whole other story, no.
1: Is that story uh, as interesting?
3: No, no, not at all. <laughs> don't I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was shot a few times uh year and some months ago.
0: Yeah. A year. In Uptown, not too far from here, right in Ferret?
3: Yeah, on, on Saratoga, right off yeah, where I live. Mm. Still live there. Stubborn. That's pretty amazing. I'm stubborn again, once again. Wow.
1: And you, so your, your life, you realize your passion is still... You're, I don't think that was ever in
3: question, and and certainly, uh, ex- external uh, variables don't don't play a factor in, in in my decision making. You know, I have a pretty solid base of of emotions and and uh, mores morals, uh, and I I certainly, you know, far be it from from some unhappy person to let that affect my life. Uh, That's a great
0: attitude. Yep. thank you and we're all blessed for it because Boucherie is everybody's list of best value for I mean everybody's yeah. list of one of the t- you know 20 best restaurants in the city or whatever but thank you very much It's definitely number one or two for everybody in terms of like value I, no one knows how you do it like how do you serve food that great at those prices I mean it's well, just it does remarkable
3: take, it does thank you it, it does take a, a toll but you know I love what I do. I mean you turn a
0: profit right you're paying
3: your bills I'm, and all that I'm, I've been open for four years and a month. <laughs> And looking to open up another restaurant very, very soon. I'm in the process of it right now, um, which I'm very excited about. But, you know, what we do, and I think it's a simple concept, is we don't cut corners. You know, we, we get in whole animals as much as we can. You know, we, we, we care. We, I mean,
0: what is your most expensive? It's like $19 for your $18 most dollars right I was going to say, yeah, yeah and, for and your it, most expensive entree. First. And Three this is fine is, dining. This is not, yeah, we, this is we great. Try.
3: We try. You know, and I'm very critical, and, and oh. my my cooks do very well and, and I've had uh, a very loyal excuse me employee base for you know most of my cooks have been there for over a year um a lot more than no, that yeah and most of them more than that there's that's no That's going to sound
0: funny to people who aren't in the restaurant business like oh boy over a year you, wow <laughs> you pray you pray for a year you <laughs> right pray for yeah, a yeah, year.
3: that's how it is I, though right and I require yeah. my 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 new hires to work for me for at least a year and I I say it's not worth my time to teach you it's not your worth it's not worth your time to learn from me if in less than a year you know it takes a few months to get comfortable and you know realistically you have to dedicate if I'm going to dedicate my time to you you damn well better dedicate your time to me and it works it's it really works we we get I really only get in whole fish uh whole animals we sell duck, we get in whole ducks, we don't, uh, I don't believe in getting partial pieces. And when you get whole animals, they're cheaper. Uh, They last longer because uh, they are fresher. They have to be fresher because they haven't been broken down. They haven't been handled by anybody but yourself and the people who process it. Um, And honestly, that works. It just works. The, the, uh, if I were to inflate the prices, I would certainly be very, very wealthy right now, <laughs> because we do we turn quite a we turn
0: quite a customer. Well, I've never been there where it wasn't packed. Uh, you don't have any empty tables ever. Do no,
3: it? and and that's we for dinner we turn away as many people as we see it every night. Right, right. And uh, lunch of is you a, a little got a small slower. place though too. Is that yeah, what forty forty one seats I was plus say, a bar? thousand square feet maybe. I mean it's the whole place is eighteen hundred, like but that's shotgun, mostly right? oh, yeah, it's, it's double. Okay. It's a little Creole cottage, but it's mostly in the kitchen. Kitchen, yeah, yeah. And you know we we. Uh, Lunch is lunch is e- easier to get in. I would please highly recommend coming for lunch. <laughs> um, we do great po'boys. Uh, a couple, three years ago, I won best shrimp po'boy
0: at the Po'boy Fest. All right, We're still serving that sandwich. It's amazing, and that's that's intense competition. The Po'boy Fest. People don't realize it, was, yeah, it is. People and really he, step up their game for that. Yeah. And we
3: really enjoy we really enjoy what we do. And I think the the biggest thing and uh, I think the thing that really shows is that we care and that you know from from every single person that works there they care you know all of my employees have been there predominantly even in the front of the house for years and the reason why is because we all it, it, they get weeded out if you don't give a shit about what you're doing then you're not welcome in my establishment you know and it's it's very evident
0: i think we're past time for the book of questions aren't we uh
1: we got to do it we got to do, do it it wasn't me this is uh it's all right with this is uh where the part of the show where we ask you to pick a number between one and two hundred seventeen.
0: Several years before you were in Tucson. Yes. Uh, this was <laughs> this was a bestseller, and you'll 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 know it by the questions that come out. But they're, but they're often very insightful. We had some real revelations last time. And
1: but y'all are pretty open, so I don't feel like we need this to get to know your.
0: But I want secrets. it.
1: Secrets. Yeah, we got to do I it. I want to know. All right. Okay, Daniel, pick a number.
2: One fifty six.
1: One fifty six. You're very confident about that number, is it you just
2: It just popped in my head.:
1: <laughs> Okay. On an airplane, you are talking pleasantly to a stranger of average average appearance. Unexpectedly, the person offers you 10,000 dollars for one night of sex. Knowing that there is no danger and that payment is certain, would you accept the offer? And this is currently
3: Absolutely not.
1: Okay. He's married. Come I'm a married. He's man. in a loving
3: monogamous relationship.
0: Jeez.
1: Ten thousand dollars. Who
0: cares? Ten thousand dollars. That's right. 1984 dollars too. So you so <laughs> gotta, gotta step this up. This is so like eighteen thousand now. Yeah. Inflate,
2: inflate that. It's not. It's not worth it. No. Right. Absolutely
1: not. But not before even before you were married. Before would I was you married. Thought. Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, definitely. $10,000? What no about $18,000? Yeah. I mean, probably before I was married, I probably would have done it for
0: $1,000. You would have paid her. Oh. You did. No. I'll just no. Oh. <laughs>
2: This is a female asking me, right? <laughs> you know, it was too
0: late, bro, ambiguous. too late, <laughs> I noticed it was red. Yeah, it's way too late for that question. Oh yeah. <laughs> and now bringing our special guest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, how long have you been married? Uh, Let me ask you before I've you... been married
2: for to him or her. <laughs> uh, I would say ten months now. Wait, <laughs> it's January, February. Yeah, ten months.
0: Congratulations! He had a beautiful wow. wedding. Thank you. Huh. Yeah. you got married in town here.
2: Yeah, in right. in, in the, at the Bonacci House. All right, is your wife from from New Orleans? She's from Alabama. All right, yeah.
1: Southern girl. Southern girl. Is she in the food business?
2: No, she's an attorney.
1: Oh. Yeah
2: she she used to bartend here and there you know you know through college but no she's not in the food
1: business. So she doesn't mind you that 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 guy Alex was just an asshole. It wasn't he wasn't an asshole lawyer. Right. I mean, it wasn't that he was a lawyer, he's just an <laughs> asshole, right? He could have
2: done <laughs> anything and he would have still been <laughs> okay. an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Wow. he's an
0: asshole, regardless of... Okay. We may be getting a letter from Alex pretty soon if we <laughs> keep this up. He, he, yeah,
2: good, because he owes me $1,000. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he in fact made us he, he didn't he, he never
3: paid
2: us for he was that was time. he off stole too. money he not oh, only time off yeah he didn't pay <laughs> us allegedly, for that allegedly. he didn't pay us for that he also <laughs> he didn't offer he, to he, have what sex he did with with was no, no no he did
3: okay. do that for me though <laughs> <laughs> but Wait. i was in a loving monogamous
2: relationship and i said no
3: <laughs> there you go he
2: he wow. took taxes out of our paycheck and never paid oh, the government oh yeah jesus i paid, totally forgot about that never paid the Man, government I didn't the money file a tax okay. report and then that said year. then said uh, uh, no i did i totally did and i i owe I you guys owed, money I, I took money I, out uh God. didn't pay the government and uh, well i'll just give you the money that i owe you and it was $1000 to me $500 to nathaniel and, and, we, and we never, never got, got a, got a fucking cent so you can Woo. tell you can stick that in your pipe and smoke it <laughs> <laughs>
3: and he did too <laughs>
2: all
1: right you're not getting off the hook nathaniel
3: Thirty-three.
1: Thirty-three. Right, is that oh, your okay. lucky number? That's
3: my age.
1: Oh, uh, all right.
0: Unbelievable! how much you accomplished? So you opened a restaurant at twenty-nine? Yes, I and told myself I'd math.
3: open a restaurant before I turned thirty. You can
1: do math quick too. He before you were thirty, and Second you accomplished. Second grade it. math, I it. Well, look, I, that's.
3: I fulfill this, my accomplishment. My y'all are going to
1: ruin <laughs> the the question. Oh, what is it? Wh- wh- eight. What is, <laughs> what, is the great, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Is there anything you hope to do that is even better? Oh.
3: Hmm. Oh, man the greatest accomplishment of my life um I strive very hard every day uh to be the same person around everybody around me and I feel I'd accomplish that something I'd I'd started or I realized I needed to do when I was in high school actually and uh I could I would interact with people and their parents and whenever they're around their parents they were different people and I was Lucky enough to be raised by a crazy woman. Love you, mom, very much. And um, she's awesome. I she's a great mom. woman, and she really is. And, we get, and your mom and I get along great. They do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, I, I I realized that that it would it was very important to be myself around everybody, be it my parents or my friends or my my employers. Uh, luckily, I don't have to work, worry about that anymore. <laughs> um, Amen. But I, I think that that is one of the hardest and best things that I do on a regular basis is be myself.
1: Wonderful. Oh. And is there any? So there wouldn't be anything that you would do. any what do I
3: hope to accomplish? I would love to have a family. I would love to uh, um, become a legitimate man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I. Would, I, mean, I look forward to 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 beginning the next chapter of my life.
1: Wonderful, beautiful. Right. Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, uh, I'd like to have that stranger talk to me. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: I can use you can do a you, lot you, with eighteen thousand bucks. Yeah, <laughs> seriously.
2: I, <did. laughs>
1: I would like to know a little bit about um, three. I'd like you to share yes. a little bit about three muses concept. Yeah, the entertainment aspect of. What what spurred that idea of combining those three elements?
2: Well, um, the are what, you the owner too? I'm one of the owners. Okay. But basically, the way it started was um, Sophie Sophie Lee. Uh, she's a musician, great voice, great great musician. Um, she uh, had inherited some money, and her father, you know, before he passed away, said, "I'm going to give you money to to couple my children, but I don't want you to." Speak I don't want you to keep it and, and sit on it. I want you to do your dream. I want you to use it for your mm. dream.
1: What a supportive.
2: And, and he's like, I, I don't want you to just put it in the bank and sit on it. I want you to, to, to use it. And so her dream was always to have a jazz lounge or a place, you know, like a, a bar, you know, like a, like a club kind of thing. So that was where the idea started. And so she started thinking of who she knew that could help her start that. So she brought in my other partner, Chris, who she knew that, you know, is familiar with the bar. so we're going to open a bar with live music, kind of like Spotted Cat. They actually wanted to buy Spotted Cat. That uh-huh. fell through. When that fell through, they saw on um, Frenchman Street a uh, sign saying, for lease, we'll build a suit. And so they called the guy, and the guy's like, we'll build you what you want, but you have, th- in order to, to have it, you have to have food, because we- you're not going to get a liquor license any other way. So that's where the third uh-huh. muse came in, and they were like, well, if we're going to do food, we're going to do it right. And so Sophie... Remembered a couple dishes that she used to eat at the Marini Brasserie when I was a chef and she worked there as a server, oh. and she's like, "We gotta have Dan." You know, she didn't know a lot of chefs. She remembered loving that particular dish. It was uh, like a um, seared sna- uh, seared snapper with uh, a lemongrass shiitake broth with like bok choy, um, and uh, like crab fried rice on the side to kind of go with it. And so she she loved the the broth, and she's like. I want Dan. So um, that's where the idea came in. So we put our heads together, and we knew that if we were going to combine the three entities, we knew we, you know, one couldn't really be bigger than the other. So we would kind of create a uh, an environment of fun and relax. You know, like you, you come in, you're comfortable, you have a good time. It's not just about food. It's not just about booze. It's about everything. So it's the entire uh, experience that you get. And you don't even know you're getting it. You know, you mm. just know, wow, wow, I just had a great time here. The food was great. The cocktail. Everything was, was really nice. And that's kind of the concept that we're going for. And um, I think we, pretty, we, we succeeded it. You know, there's always people that don't get it, you know, can't please everybody. Um, but uh, all in all, you know, Frenchman Street was the ideal place for it. And we lucked out and had a great, great spot with the, with the perfect concept for that location.
0: I'll tell you one of the things I appreciate about Three Muses is um, you have people in town, especially, and you have so many things you want to take them to. Right. And there's like 500 places I want to go to, and they, we have like three days. Yeah. You know? And my punch list is huge for it, and so it's great to be able to do two and one. Like you know, we want to we want to go yeah. hear four or five musics. We want to go four or five meals. And it's great to be able to say, okay, I can get this top drawer meal. I can get this great meal that's going to really be satisfying, mm-hmm. amazing to them, exactly. and also get the music out of the way at the same time too. You know, and so we can go see Glenn David and Andrew and 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 uh, and have this fantastic. Yeah,
2: meal. I mean locals, locals too. They you know they come with, hey, we want to hang out on Frenchman Street. We want to eat good.
3: Yeah, the we want atmosphere to hear these. is really great. I mean, yeah. it's
0: it's a it's a
3: comfortable place. It gets really packed, but it's really a yeah, it's a. It's a pleasure to be there. It's I mean,
0: you can do it. Like you can go palm court. You can do other things like that, but it, not as. I mean, in my opinion, not. Mm-hmm. You know, you all do that as well as yeah. anybody in the city. I mean, I
2: think I think that you know the combination of kind of doing eclectic food with you know a, a, an interesting bar, kind of lends itself to not being so like New Orleansy, and I say that in in a good way. Like I'm not downplaying new orleans but it's kind of an interesting eclectic environment it's not just like going to like a place to hear music and it's classic new orleans food and it's classic new orleans music it's It's different it's different it it has a different identity and it's 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 something that appeals to everybody and you just enjoy your time it's not like you know and it's unique there's there's probably i can't think of anywhere in this country that has something like that huh you know, I think that's and, – and it's you know what it is? It's authentic. Yeah. You know, because all three of us care, and it's authentic. We're not, you know, we're not owners trying to make – you know, we're not trying to rip you off like on Bourbon Street. There's there's heart in there. Like Nathaniel says, you know, people care about what they do, and that's, that couldn't it be shows. more true at Boucherie. And, 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 and people, we care about what we do at Three Muses, and, and that's really more important in restaurants and why restaurants do succeed and why restaurants fail.
0: And where'd the name come from? There's three of you owners. Is that the three muses, or well, is the,
2: this is where it really came from. Okay. It came because it was three muses before I came around. Okay. Before food was even brought around, it oh. was Sophie and Chris have three kids amongst themselves, so it's three muses. The three kids, oh. they're their muses, and then it just kind of like fit perfectly with food. Are there and. kids? Are the kids old enough to be
0: able to go in there?
2: Oh, uh, we're all, <laughs> all ages. Oh, okay. that's why we work too. Because here, this is why we're also really good. People come to New Orleans. And I've never taken my kids to three muses. I just assume you have. To We're be 21. no smoking. Oh, and all ages. I didn't it's, know that. It's a very popular question on the telephone, <laughs> but um, but that's thing, actually huge because yeah. there's
0: so many, there's so few places in the city to take people, kids to really. Good we music get that all the
2: time. It. We get like, hey, I've got my. I wanted to take my 14 year old son to your place. Can can they come in? Like, sure. Oh, great, because there's nowhere where we can see music. I mean, we appeal to everyone without making anyone feel uncomfortable, and it's it's something that it's it's you know i can't tell you how it just it is it just happens you know that way it's like we wanted to appeal to everyone and you when you try too hard you don't usually succeed but we've succeeded in that way and i couldn't tell you how to actually do it it just it has to be <laughs> it has to be like it has to be it's it, organic yeah. it's definitely organic it's the way it is it we didn't spend too much money on making it flashy and nice and overly con- we which is funny because we didn't spend any money making it anything really it's just like we threw it all together and you look at the floor, the floor is, you know, like, it's not even painted anymore. The paint wore off the first week. You know, yeah. it's just like, it doesn't have a real floor, it's cement, and the paint wore off, and we we're like, hey, it kind of looks kind of cool, you know. And some people, you know, they'll yelp and say, it's kind of dingy and disgusting in there, and other people, like, they they don't see it that way, they don't, don't look at it. I don't think so. I mean, the
3: walls are... They're nice wood walls. We have the that nicest patina's patina's bat- yeah. nice. we have oh. the
2: nicest bathrooms on Frenchman Street. <laughs>
3: well, what's that saying though? Yeah. Well that's the truth. <laughs> I'm coming to a Frenchman Street near you and uh, the bathrooms are gonna be gorgeous. There you go. Oh is that
0: is that where oh. is gonna open on Frenchman uh, yeah, Street? Yeah, that'll the be second another one? restaurant. Competition. Yeah. Oh you're not allowed to talk about it yet? Oh. Somebody just show shifts.
2: He can mm-hmm. talk about anything. People talk about talk restaurants about opening well, before they even do construction. <laughs> well, I don't know
0: if that's a good idea or not. Uh, yeah, we haven't it, begun construction
3: yet, but we, we do have a building. Where are you going to be on Frenchman? It's the old Santa Fe on oh, Frenchman and Dauphin. Yeah. And we, are, uh, we spent all day today over there with our interior designer.
0: Oh, See, so I love that. You know, because one of the things that, like talk about Ferret, uh, I love what's happened at Ferret personally, but... Frustrating thing to me is it's all one type of thing. It just right. keeps being more and more yeah. restaurants, and, and we'll, I'd like to see some we'll clothing see about stores that. and some whatever. Frenchman Street, you don't want to see Frenchman Street become just music places, right. you know, and just you know, rows and rows of music. It's I, great I to agree. have it be more diverse And, like and that. the
3: thing is, is, you know, the I would say the <laughs> really, the yeah. only... The, no, it's very true. The main dining option is, is his place. And, and to be quite right. frank, it's it's not just a dining space. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to right. sit there and have a long meal, yeah. just not because of the food or because of the service. Yeah. And the service is actually, in my experience, and I'm, maybe I'm lucky right. because I know the people, but, you know, Chris Chris really... Makes makes for a uh, right. a welcome home and um, but there is there are not many proper well, restaurants. Well, I mean there's
0: have. Adolfo's, which is great, right? And there's it's, quite, it's a it's a long oh, wait sure. though, very very right. long wait, hard to get in. And then yeah. and and they have the weird thing where they basically don't even write your name down. He just remembers who whatever right. you're in. And right, right. But it seems this to work. Is, and this Maroney Brazier is really good too. Uh, and then, so well, it's you, it's you don't like them anymore, okay? <laughs> because your ex. I thought I, at the times I've been, I've enjoyed it. And then uh, Desperado's, the bar down there, but they have good pizza or whatever. No, that's that's the spot. That's That's the spot. Oh, that's the spot. Yeah. They're gone now, Desperado. They're gone for a while. Oh, I didn't notice. I never get that far
3: because I always go for the music and I I never get past the uh, block short of that. We're really working on making it something special. And the downstairs will be about a 65-seat restaurant. Oh, that's big. That's a big
0: space, yeah.
3: And upstairs will be a really beautiful bar. The zoning for live music and performances is ends with the park and so we we're not allowed to have oh, any sort right of traffic across the street from where? indeed and that's fine, to, that's fine. Be quite, yeah. to be it's quite to be quite honest
2: frenchman overlay they call it and, yeah, and and,
3: yeah it doesn't and, and that's and, and to be honest even as you said it's it's that's fine because what we want to do is we want to have a restaurant first and foremost right. and then everything yeah. else will come after that you know i mean that's this great. is this is what i'm familiar with this is what i do yeah. um and well
1: the nice thing too <clears> is that Y'all, I mean, you. I know I you know each other, much, yeah. and but you're supportive. One hundred percent, of course.
2: Maybe. Well, I'm looking for a place to go eat on my show. way home, right? Yeah. And I'm huh?
3: looking for a place <laughs> to go see some music. You yeah. know, I'm right? looking, I mean, I,
2: right. I said I was looking like I I park my car in front of that place uh, in front of Nathaniel's future restaurant every day, and if he stays open late, you know, I'll be going there or, or at least saying he- hello and having a drink with somebody I know. Right. And you know, like to me, I don't look at. Yeah. I I love you know. Well, I don't want a lot of people opening places on Frenchman Street. <laughs> but I like when my friends are trying right. to do you know, something. I mean, we yeah, just actually
0: there's room for everybody there. That place. There's is there's kind so two other places yet.
2: that are trying to open on Frenchman Street that are, that are that are in they're in fights right now. You know, because they're trying to do too much. And, and the thing about the thing about what they're doing that bothers the Frenchman Street that what Nathaniel did, is going to do wouldn't is they're trying to. They're trying to um, um, come in and try to make money on what everybody else has has, right. has developed. Nathaniel has a, a, a following. Nathaniel's going to bring a following right. you know a, of new people and they're going to go in for for him they're not going to be like, "Well, it's Frenchman Street, you know let's steal some of the
0: thunder. Well this is a great place to end. two friends having restaurants right down the street from each other and um, awesome. yeah we'll have to have you back to hear more about that after you after that moves forward. Thank um, you. Thanks for coming. I know it's getting late, and uh, our show is recorded live at Ted's Frost Top on Claiborne Avenue in Calhoun in uptown New Orleans. Ted's is open seven days a week serving first-class burgers, beers, and their awesome homemade root beer in a frosty mug. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Grant Morris, Margot, and me, and Brian is our technical director. Um, okay, <laughs> so you can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website, it's neworleans.com. From there, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and sign up for our mailing list. While you're at itsneworleans.com, you can listen to other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One as well as other shows, um, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Win-Win, and Out to Lunch. If you listen to the show on iTunes, thanks for subscribing. Maybe you could take a minute to rate us and review us, and that helps other people finding us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. To we meet again here at Ted's Frostop, I'm Ray Canada,
1: And I'm Margo Moss.
0: Mm-hmm. See you back here at the next Midnight Menu Plus One. Good night. labor day signals the unofficial end of summer but not the end of your outdoor projects Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with labor day deals throughout the store shop now and get two bags of stay green potty mix for twelve dollars and keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a craftsman two cycle 17 inch gas string trimmer now 20 dollars off at just 119 dollars whatever's still on your to-do list this labor day do it right for less start with Lowe's. offers valid through 828 soil offer excludes alaska and hawaii u.s only